How you doing? I'm Mike Gaddy and welcome to the 743 Patterson Park Podcast. When I started this podcast, I thought it would be a great place to showcase local people around the community who make life better. Artists, activists, advocates, realtors, anybody who wanted to promote a better way of life in Patterson Park and Butchers Hill. But my talks with our guests have taken an unexpected turn. I started to notice it with Kate and the Black Lives Matter window mural project. Towards the end of the discussion, she described how how excited she was as she walked to work and would see her artwork hanging in Baltimore windows. Yes, it was to raise money for black advocacy groups. And yes, she was doing something good for the community, but she just she just was excited every time she walked past the window that her or one of her partners had had created. Then I talked to Martha, who told the story behind Chalk Night about a young kid who drew on the sidewalk with chalk and the landlord complained bitterly to his parents. The parents happened to mention it to Martha and put it on Facebook, and Martha conceived Chalk Night, where hundreds of people around the community now gather during the summer to create artwork on sidewalks. I don't know what the landlord thinks now, but clearly they don't understand creativity. This week I speak with Shelly Brown. Shelly talks about allowing your weirdness. And I had a hard time with this and I mangled the opening to this video a thousand times because I kept wanting to say accepting your weirdness, permitting your weirdness. And her philosophy is allowing your weirdness. Just understanding that it's there and letting it be. She has a, a, a philosophy that she mentioned towards the end of the podcast that you're about to see, that life is a freight train heading straight down a rabbit hole. That really got me to thinking about creativity and what it's like to be a creative person and exactly how deep that rabbit hole is. So please have a listen and let me know what you think. Um, I'm here with Shelly Brown. Uh, she's decided to, I invited her to join the podcast because she is a unique person and an artist on three different levels. She is an author, an artist, and a, you don't call yourself quite a life coach. What, what, what is the term you use? So, mindfulness coach. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> a better word because I'm right. the word coach. And I'll tell okay. you why in a minute. And, and we'll get to that. Um, so you have, Shelly, an overriding philosophy of allowing your weirdness. What, what do you mean by, by, letting, by allowing your weirdness? So it's allowing your weird. And what I mean by that is there's a whole circle of kumbaya in the world that talks about self-love and self-compassion and all the stuff that to a lot of people is super aspirational and maybe never even achievable. And I think a prerequisite to even entertaining that is just allowing, allowing your weird. It doesn't even mean accept it. It means just Yes, yeah, you might but All right, so uh, um, with this philosophy in mind, you both design these really cool greeting cards and also you're an author. Um, talk to me about kind of what, what your greeting cards are about because they're, they're, they're pretty unique. Thanks. So my greeting cards tend to be 
a celebration of a period of time before feminism. And I am a child of the 70s. My mother was a extreme feminist. She was the one flying on airplanes where everybody was mistaking her. Wait, 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 wait. If you look up liberal in the dictionary, my mother insists that her picture is there. So, <laughs> so your mom might have a rival. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> That's right. Honestly, my mother was on airplanes and people were mistaking her as, as a flight attendant or as they called it back in the day, stewardess. And I, she was the only one in the neighborhood who wasn't home because she was busy flying to be on Phil Donahue and doing all this stuff. I mean, she was a force. It was like false eyelashes, feminism, fascination, and like fear, right? And it was at a time where everybody's mom was like Mrs. Brady and Mrs. Partridge <laughs> and looking like the women in my collage. So, you know, here I am standing in the six frame bay windows at night, seeing my own shadow in my mind, dressed in Oscar de la Rente, a la Cher and, and Carol Burnett, because I am a gay man born in the wrong body. <laughs> and I'm singing, you know, my heart out and... I'm so confused because the person that's my female role model is unlike any other woman that I ever met. And so it's really funny because I gravitated towards that because it's something I didn't have. I gravitated toward that aesthetic because it, 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 there's just a whole bunch of psycho psychology in it. But like, you're supposed to be a feminist, but you're supposed to be beautiful and you're supposed to be thin and you're supposed to be pretty and you're supposed to make a lot of money and you're not supposed to depend on a man and you're supposed to get married and you're supposed to have children. And it was like, oh, so anyway, that, I don't know. That's what And I'm so thinking. that translates, that, that struggle between your two selves translates into the art that you do. Is that yeah. It's, it's actually what I found is that a lot of women had to really, really effort and strive at getting that recognition, hence feminism, getting that equality. And it was a fight. And that part of me is that gravitates towards that is more like allowing the softness to be the superpower as opposed to the fight. Right. Makes right. sense. Yep, 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 yep. Where can people take a look at your your cards and your their collage cards, right? Yeah, they're hand cut collage cards, and they are on Etsy. It's the glue is drying, all one word. The glue is drying. I also am on Instagram, and this, that's the same hashtag, right? Or the same at at the glue is drying. Correct. And it's Etsy, the glue is drying. E-T-S-Y, the website for artists. For those of you who don't know, Etsy's a, a website that um, sort of caters to specialized artists that, niche artists, I guess, handcrafted stuff um, to sell worldwide. And it's become super popular. Yep. It's a consortia, so to speak. So you can pretty much find everything on there that that people have made. Um, and then in terms of my book, my book is called The Glue is Drying, Weird Girl Adventures from A to Z. And that's my brand, by the way, Weird Girl Adventures is the whole brand above all the different silos underneath. Um, 
It's probably going to be the holidays. I'm trying to be super strategic around when I want to launch it. Awesome. That's so awesome. And um, where can, is the book going to be, how, how can people preview the book and then buy it? So I also have another Instagram website. I saw that. It's, it's at the, it's at weird girl adventures. And I'm starting to put little excerpts from the book, which is a bunch of really quirky essays about our collective adventures as weird human beings. <laughs> so when, when you describe your collective adventure as, of, as a weird human being, give me an example of like what one of these adventures for you looks like. Cause I can, I can tell you mine, but they're not GV. Okay. So, okay, here's an, here's a weird adventure. So I, so I meet somebody online. We have this like beautiful date. He, we actually have another date. I meet his children, his adult children. He invites me for Christmas. I'm unemployed. I go buy like little trinkets for the adult children because I don't want to come empty handed. I don't know what time he's going to come get me. So like three days before Christmas, I call him. And somebody answers the phone and is like, you need to stop calling my boyfriend. <laughs> so, you know, he stole, he's the guy who stole Christmas. There <laughs> I was alone. And, you know, same weird, different weirding. That kind of stuff happens to everybody. And some are a little bit more, you know, sad, but the lessons are always learned. And the moral of the story is life is a freight train to a roller coaster down a rabbit hole and we learn to get off but the train's always going to come again one more time life is a freight train on a roller coaster down a rabbit hole and we need to learn to get off is that what <laughs> you just learn how to get off the train faster but the train's always going to come but <laughs> one way or the other it might be you know a shorter ride <laughs> Right? We kind of determine how bad the ride is going to be. Right? I, I love, love, love the idea that we're always going down the rabbit hole, which is both different and the same every single time. And yeah. it, it just, it, right now, especially with COVID-19. And by the way, how are you surviving? How is your business coping with COVID? And, and has it dramatic you are a mindfulness coach and when we talked last you said that um that the the event the event space where you were going to coach uh different in different corporate settings was was deader than a doornail has anything changed is it still just awful yeah so i was doing uh workshops at corporations and my niche was hotels and so i would go to like chicago and speak with the fairmont hotel and do workshops for them to help them cultivate their own mindfulness practices. They were cool and experiential, but then there was a big shift when COVID started because mindfulness is also used for it, for the practice of helping reduce stress. But my sweet spot isn't that, even though I came to it because of that. And so I found that there was kind of a disconnect with the way I like to approach mindfulness with the way, you know, I was doing my experiential workshops. 
And so I sort of pivoted to one-on-one because it's not a cookie cutter approach to working with people. And so it changed. It didn't really die. It just changed. And now I do a lot more one-on-one work. And I don't like the word coach because it sounds like something's wrong with somebody when you say that. I kind of yeah. like to call it a mentor or a mirror. Guide. Yeah. 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 Is a good word. And what, t- talk to me a little bit about what mindfulness is because you're not the, I actually, since talking to you last time, and because I knew nothing about mindfulness, you know, at all. And um, all of a sudden, I started coming across it in different things that I was watching. And so just tell me a little bit about what it means. Yeah, and thanks, because a lot of people try to it seem to like make it really convoluted. And it's really a practice of noticing what is present, like right here, right now, not the thoughts about it, but just what is. And so a lot of people think that mindfulness is meditation. Meditation is a part of mindfulness and meditation is the practice for the real thing because mindfulness is a practice for being present in the, in the moment, what's happening right here, right now, all throughout the day. And also I like to remind people that in order to be quote unquote mindful. Meditation isn't required, but it's certainly like using a dumbbell for bicep curls. I mean, if you want to get fit, you have to work out. And if you want to be mindful, one of the vehicles towards practicing mindfulness is meditation, but it's not the only way. Art is certainly one really important way. Music is another way. Um, listening, you know, exploring what's present with your senses, no matter what you're doing is another way. And as a person who is completely ADHD, it's probably something I need to focus on a little bit more, you know, because I'm, I'm just becoming aware of my surroundings and squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you did say something I need and that's kind of a judgment, right? So you don't need to, might be something you want to do. And you're not unlike most of us. We have 80,000 thoughts a day. So squirrels are always there and they will always be there. It's noticing when you get pulled away from that squirrel and then coming back, that's the practice. It's not avoiding the squirrels or trying to make them go away. It's like, oh, I realized that I'm doing something and I got pulled away by a squirrel, but guess what? I have a choice and I can come back. And that's the same with the stuff that makes us suffer, the worry, the fear, the regret, the remorse, all that stuff. It's knowing that I'm thinking about Tuesday and saying, you know what? Tuesday's not here. And I'm just going to continue on with this conversation that I'm having. Right? So... I I I I could talk about this all day because it's um, um, it's very rare that I talk to an artist who has all these disparate um, layers to to what they're doing, and I think it's really really super cool. Um, how how long have you been in the area? How long have you have you lived in Patterson Park? So I we've only been here for two years. We're from Chicago. And how has it been the transition between coming from Chicago and 
moving to Baltimore because I moved from Florida and people tell me I'm crazy. And I actually really am, especially right now with what's going on, like super happy that I moved from Florida. But but has it been a big shock moving from Chicago to here? I think I'm fortunate that I did move before the pandemic. Had I moved during the pandemic, it would have been a different story. But when I when we moved here, I got a job teaching spin even before I moved to town. I, I'm retired as of about, I don't know, 10 months ago. I don't teach anymore, but- As of March. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Last- retired too, as of March. <laughs> now I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I love it. And smart you are with, with the way that you've approached it. But um, yeah, I didn't miss a beat. And then, you know, I was doing some art shows and things like that. The hard part for me is I really do like this city. The hardest part for me is that because I'm not from here and because I don't have those longstanding friendships, it feels a little bit isolating because I'm not in a major city where like, like Chicago or New York where you walk around the streets and, you know, but it's a great, it's a great town and there's some really talented, amazing and brilliant people not just in our neighborhood and there's a lot in our neighborhood and I see the fantastic stuff people are doing. Yeah, you know, there's all this stuff going on, which I had, you know, I, I went to school here and I lived up, up, uh, just a few doors off the park when I was in college and it looked very different then. Um, now it looks, it looked then like our neighborhood here, we live, you know, Patterson and Madison. So this neighborhood looks like that neighborhood did back when I was in college. But but now there's just all this art. I talked to Kate last week on the podcast who does the Black Lives Mural, um, Black Lives Matter murals. I had to practice saying that like 10 times for the podcast, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Kim Wiggins has a million projects going on. Martha has uh, critters and, you know, a million things going on. There's all these artists who are producing all this stuff. And it's both like sort of under the surface and really obvious at the same time. So I'm really happy that that um, that people like you have taken the time to come on and join us on the podcast because it really kind of shows everybody in the neighborhood what's going on right under their nose. I think it's such a gift that you're giving our neighborhood. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I know a lot of people that have podcasts and I don't think that people thought of it as much as giving right back to their own community? Well, I, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness because, you know, everybody I talk to seems to have projects going on that are really community driven. And I, and I think that's, I think some of that's a function of Baltimore to tell you the truth, I, you know, and even walking down the street when I'm picking up trash, people stop their cars and thank me for picking up trash. And, yeah. you know, meanwhile, they out the other window, they talk, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think, I think there's a spirit of, of, of giving that's, that's been, a, a huge part of this quarantine and you know my cards are like look you can't be with somebody send them a card you know what it feels like to open the mail and get a card I love it I love it and a good uh, you know you and my husband both Matthew sends greeting cards and his sister sends him greeting cards all the time and I think you know some of these 
some some of these traditions are just you know especially right now are really important to keep to keep going. Uh, of course, our president broke the mail, but <laughs> right. We, we... <laughs> I know, right? All right, well, Shelly, thank you. I could have talked to Shelly Brown for another three hours. Our conversation did continue, as you could probably tell from that <clears throat> hard edit there at the end, but I wanted to, to end it there so we could fit in a, in a reasonable time. Her philosophy of allowing your weirdness, though, really from the beginning reminded me of one of my favorite people in Baltimore City. She's one of the reasons why Matthew and I moved here. Uh, and I grew up with her and and watching as she created artwork that was remind that always reminded me of say Norman Rockwell or some of the some of the painters, some of the great painters that would create imaging of a more nostalgic, innocent time. She'll probably kill me when she hears me say that because I don't know that she's a big fan of Norman Rockwell, but it's that idea of innocence behind her art that really kind of has always spoken to me. Next week, I'll sit down with my aunt right here in the studio. It'll be the first time somebody's actually live in the studio with me because she's part of our COVID-19 bubble, so she, can, <laughs> so she can be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. If there was anyone who, who allows her weirdness and allows that to shine through in her creativity, it's my aunt. So please join me as we talk to my aunt right here on this 743 Patterson Park podcast next week.